0: I lost more friends on my block in Conway, South Carolina than I've lost in any unit we ever went to war in. Really? So when, when I say life is the hardest thing to overcome, it doesn't matter where you're at. It's there waiting on you every day that you wake up. You lost more friends. Absolutely. At home than you did at war. I've lost more friends in Conway, South Carolina. Not friends that I know abroad, just in my little any sister. Unit. In the time that I was in the Marine Corps, not before, Mm -hmm. if I just count the time that I was in. Equal span. I lost more friends in that town than I've lost in any unit I've ever been in, in a war that was going on for 15 years.
1: All right, man, it's a great day to change lives. The Instinct podcast is in full effect. So what we do, we got life in the building. I'm, I'm excited, man. I actually saw you last week in a clip with the Bumblebee. I sent it to everybody I knew. We're going to talk about that in a second. But just the power of the law of attraction. I was so excited to see your clip. And now you're at the Instincts podcast getting interviewed. We got to be careful what we wish for. Absolutely. All right. And I know you can talk about that, man. Listen, we start the show off with a real simple question. Everybody sees us now being successful. I'm in the speaking world as well. They see us on stages. They see us making videos, but they don't know we've all been through something. Absolutely. This show is about turning tribulations into celebrations and showing people that you can get through it. What is arguably the most challenging thing you've ever been through? And then more importantly, how'd you overcome it? Just life in general, first and foremost. Wow. Uh, coming in the world,
0: I come from Conway, South Carolina. In Conway, South Carolina, we're in a space where our road was pretty much divided in the city. I came up with, it's still Confederate Memorial Day in our city. Now, nah. I come from a space in 2010, a man was charged with slavery, pled guilty and got 10 years. We're from a different space in life. So I grow up in a space that was the most difficult challenge. But I believe and I just believe I actually know that the vast majority of us do. But what happens is we accept the worst situations in the world as normalcy wow. because everybody around us is going through the same thing.
1: So the most challenging thing that you've overcome, you said, is life absolutely every now, day you gotta um, overcome it and it, you introduce yourself to me as life draw, draw that parallel so are you saying that your life is difficult are you now celebrating life is there as a poet and we'll get into that or is there a parallel between life and your, and your name so life really
0: came from them giving me that name I didn't choose it it okay. chose me so when I was in Australia which is really funny they said that aboriginals don't get their aboriginal name until they see the characteristic that the person displays. Really? And then they're given the name, whatever no. the aboriginal name should be. Okay. Because if not, you're given a name by a person who's never mm-hmm. met you before. Makes sense. Makes so sense. the world started calling me life just because every situation we were in, whether it was in the streets, whether it was in the Marine Corps, whether it was writing, whether it was speaking, it was always about life. I- I'll go with you on the play. But the question is, how is this going to impact us in the long run? Mm. I'm with you. I'm, if we riding, I'm riding. Mm. but is it worth it in the long run that we look at this thing from all angles? And then I would give advice and that's how I get to the space of being an advisor. So a lot of people didn't understand in both spaces of my life, being from where I'm from was difficult. Being a Marine, super difficult, mm. but in both spaces, I was trusted as the advisor.
1: Let's talk about that. Marines, some of the most elite forces in the world. First of all, thank you for your service. Oh man. I appreciate God it. And how many years in the Marines and what did you do while in the Corps? Uh,
0: 21 years in the Marine Corps. And what'd you do? What was so your initially, I was an avionics technician for KC-130 aircrafts. And to the point where when I first came in, I was Marine a year, I'm meritoriously promoted. I get the E6 in six and a half years. I am the subject matter expert for ele- electronics on an airplane that's not even in the Marine Corps' inventory yet. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. So I, I really did the Marine Corps. But what I realized was there's a forgotten car of people that wasn't being fought for. So we had to start looking at the whole perspective in a different way. Mm. As I started going through the ranks, I started becoming the advisor to the SAR major. So I started moving out of the realm of my MOS. When I became a gunny, I was a squadron gunny everywhere I went. I set up leadership schools for the groups. So I became the voice. And a lot of my plaques say the voice for the unit. So as the SAR major's squadron gunny, he came to me for advice. So in the Marine Corps, as you go through different echelons, your job title changes depending on exactly what it is that you're specialty at. So wow. my specialty is a spirit of core spirit of camaraderie, building teams, creating award winning teams and getting people in a leadership space to where they need to be. And advising leaders on the best methods
1: to get that accomplished. That's dope, man. That's dope. So in 20 years, I'm sure we've had a war. <laughs> oh, it's, it's what, been war you, 15 of those years. Really? You experienced. So did you did you actually experience combat? Well, even though you were in aviation, safe to say. Absolutely. Did you ask you, so you didn't have to go to the battlefield, but were you in any in harm's way? So the beautiful thing about war is
0: we're always at war. That's true. There's a Marine in a trench right now. So what I've been in operations, I've been in spaces of operations that have never hit the news. Mm. So I, I hate to disqualify those who didn't go because everybody Absolutely. won't go. It's all important. So I was in a teacher's capacity Everybody's at first, important. and then I came to units where we were consistently going to war. Mm. The craziest part about that is This is the advisory part, this is the part with poetry, this is the part where understanding the importance of being a whole human. I lost more friends on my block in Conway, South Carolina than I've lost in any unit we ever went to war in. Really? So when when I say life is the hardest thing to overcome, it doesn't matter where you at, it's there waiting on you every day that you wake up. You lost more friends- Absolutely. At home than you did at war. I've lost more friends in Conway, South Carolina, not friends that I know abroad just in my little sister in the time that I was in the Marine Corps not before Mm -hmm. now that if I just count the time that I was in equal span I lost more friends in that town than I've lost in any unit I've ever been in in a war that was going on for 15 years was it gang related it was no gangs where I was from initially Mm -hmm. we grew up you was from this block you was from this side of town you was from over there just and beefing amongst each other. Just beefing amongst each other.
1: What what would you say is the number one thing that plays our community as it relates to um those type of that type of destruction? What would you say is the number one thing? Is it the chase for money? Is it the gang violence? Is it lack of self? I'm, I'm probably giving you it's probably all <laughs> of these answers, but <laughs> as deep as you are, what would what have you noticed about just our community and why we are um in that state of mind? We, we one lack
0: of knowledge of self, mm. lack of self love. And then not understand it. We come from a space. My mother taught me different principles than I could teach my kids now. So it's oftentimes we look at the generation that came before us mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, that was wrong. But my mother told me a child is to be seen and not heard. Mm-hmm. My father taught me a child, and then my pops is my 10th grade school teacher, who is my advisor, mm-hmm. which got me to the position I'm in right now. we we'll talk about it. But my they told me to be seen and not heard. It doesn't sound intelligent right now. Correct. Until you realize you're from Conway, South Carolina. He said when he looked at a white woman's clothes on the line, he could be lynched. So he had to give me principles that when I wasn't in his sight, I knew how to maneuver around that town. So for that generation, for that space, he was telling me the thing to survive in that space. Mm. So what I believe that we lose is the fact that we don't know ourselves or why things transpired in that space. Self-hatred, co-intel, pro, we can go into a lot of things. right? But understanding the systematics that's plagued us. And then the lack of self-love because if i don't
1: love me i can't love anything else how, how are you dealing with the loss of so many close friends and partners i mean or are you dealing with that how do you deal with losing that many people in that amount of time uh, the craziest thing is i found
0: my gifting so I, I put it in poetry i put it in speaking so poetry was a space for me to actually be where you can be naked in front of everybody. I didn't have to be this toxic, masculine person. Mm, mm. I didn't have to be the guy from the hood that was super strong and super big. I didn't have to be the Marine and wear it on my chest. I can go on a stage and be totally naked and vulnerable mm. and pour out. So it became my therapy in that space. Mm. And I do see a therapist. I don't want anybody to think that, you know, I pray and I see a therapist. Should. That's, that's a real should. thing. And Absolutely. I think that's another thing that's taboo is looked down upon in our community. So we like, go to the pastor, let him pray it. And then sometimes we need some tactics. You need some mental health. Like, God gave that mental health specialist the ideology, the intelligence to work those problems. Absolutely. So, the way I started dealing with it initially was I'm going to put it all in poems. And then I realized I'm speaking for a card of people.
1: So, talk to me about the first time you realized that poetry was more important than just words on paper? Was it when you hit the stage? Was it the first time you saw the impact it had on somebody? When when did you know that poetry, that your voice really mattered? I know the
0: absolute space. I was in New Orleans. Uh, Good brother, we started a record company. Me and Anthony Lewis, a brother named Rhodesia Brown, allegedly hit somebody to get some money to do a thing. Got a hit put on him and killed him.
1: They killed him? They killed one of the three, one of the three co-founders.
0: Yeah, so it was me, uh, Rhodesia Brown, God bless the dead, Anthony Lewis, my man, and Oak. I get there, I talked to him the week before when they shot him up. I'm like, yo, just come up here with me. Mm. And he goes, boy, ain't no coward. If I leave, they gonna kill everybody down here. I'm striving to get advice in that space. So what happened, we go to the funeral, crazy things about to transpire. It's a lady in the booth, she's doing a gospel song. This is when I was rapping though. Mm. And I was like, I'm really thinking, I'm gonna ride for this, which isn't the most intelligent thing, but the way my loyalties and principles and warriorship was set up, I'm like, okay, like this. This is the thing that I understand. I said, before I do, I'm going to go in this booth. I don't care what the track is. Just put some on. Let me clear my mind first. What came out wasn't a rhyme because she was doing gospel. It came out in poetry and I wrote this thing called Sinner's Prayer. And uh, after that, it was the paradigm shift. Everybody in the room kind of looked different. I said, oh, rap is 7 to 17. Poetry is 7 to 77. Hmm. Demographic expanded. I can do anything with this. I'm not caged to the music. I'm not caged to the sign. I'm not caged to the times. I can create my own rhythm. I can be totally naked, transparent, and it's impacted a room full of gangsters. Let me see how much further this can go. My daughter, coach, wrote the poem, put it together, got it in the Naval Academy. Really? Paradigm shift. So right then, my gift and skill set
1: created generational wealth for my family. Mm. So was the pattern rapper poet speaker (laughs) absolutely that's that's pretty much the of of those genres indeed rapper poet speaker yes and it's amazing because they all they all have a a cadence they all have the ability to use words to impact people on a positive nature absolutely so talk to me about your first time on stage like in front of an audience um (laughs) were you nervous poetry or rapping (laughs) let's go with poetry first uh, poetry, I did it with my eyes closed. Really? No, ner- we're nervous. Yeah. So my guys
0: challenged me to go into a poetry club and do a poem. And I'm like, I'll go. But there ain't no music to hide behind. Ah. It ain't no. It's just you and the words. And poetry, you got every word matters. So you had to say something. <laughs> and it's all these <laughs> people that don't look like you. You're, you're, you don't feel right in the room. You're out of pocket, out of culture, out of space.
1: Mm.
0: I closed my eyes and I <laughs> went in. But that's that's one of those things, you do it scared. Do it with your eyes closed, just do it though. In the Marine Corps, like when I'm, when I'm advising people on how do you take this gift, skill set, and talent to a space? Well, in the Marine Corps, I couldn't swim. Really? In Conway, South Carolina, can't swim. We was right by Myrtle Beach. We didn't go to the beach to swim though. Really? You in the pool, splashing water in the face. I would've thought the- swimming was a prerequisite. Oh no, it. indeed. <laughs> The Marine Corps is one of those places, though, they don't care. There's a 10-foot tower you got to go up, and yep. everybody's going up. It don't care. No matter what happens. I'm the guide. Right. So in boot camp, I'm I'm numero uno in my platoon. They send me up the ladder. I'm climbing. I'm like, oh, tell the drill instructor I can't swim. I hey, asked you to swim, son. do oh, think I know. You better get up the dog going. <laughs> climbing That's up this thing going. Good. Now, you're seeing people bail out, and you're going to get kicked out of here. Really? They're going to put you in another platoon, but you can't live here. Bail out as in come down yeah. or jump out? I, I can't do it. Really? So halfway, up halfway up? Halfway up, but the Marine Corps is putting this ideology, this this philosophy into you, this coaching. So I get to the top and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I see my drone start from the corner of my eye. You're
1: gonna drown today, son. It's over water. It's in the pool. Oh, it's it's a 10 foot. I missed that. I missed that. It's in the pool. Okay. You gotta look, you gotta cross your
0: arms, you gotta look down, look up, take a step. Go. And you didn't know how to swim. You got on boots. You got on Utes, you got on your utilities, and I stepped off. You got to trust that team that's down that is going to save your life, gotcha. even though you don't know them. You hit the water, boom, not float. Right, that's <laughs> all that matters. I'm I, not floating, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm right. Drowning in the space, and then people pick you up, drag you to the side. I got fired because I couldn't swim, even though I told them beforehand, but it wasn't about that. It's about the fact what I jump in. Mm. Do I have a team that I can trust? And that happens with a lot of people when it comes to just life in general. Mm. Poetry, everything, you do everything the same way. If I could jump off that, if I could do poetry on the stage and be scared, I could teach companies, I could teach people how to advise their people and lead their people because I know when all I had was people to save my life, they did it.
1: Mm. So let me tell you, you said something to me earlier that when you were a poet, it may have been X amount of dollars, but somebody pulled you aside and said, look, man, you more than that, you a speaker. And I'm gonna tell you, (laughs) if you haven't seen his reel with the bumblebee in the hat, when I open up the show, I just feel like it's so ironic that you sitting here because two days ago, I I was on Instagram, I saw a reel, and you talked about the awkwardness of the bumblebee. And because I do the Instincts training series and of course the Instincts podcast, I'm very into animals. You see, we got some ducks coming up on you. Absolutely. We got the birds here. I didn't have no bumblebees, so I went with the next thing that could fly. Right? I brought <laughs> mine with you. <laughs> you brought yours <laughs> with you. And you talked about the bumblebee, and you didn't even know how viral this thing was. You haven't, you, and, and, and like most of us, we don't check the numbers, or that, that, that doesn't quantify our level of impact. But talk about that bumblebee real quick on what you said on that reel, because that's how I met you. Absolutely. So every day I wear a bumblebee, and people walk up like, why do you wear it? Well, they say that
0: a bumblebee Aerodynamically, by the laws of physics, the bumblebee is not supposed to fly. Mm. But every day we watch bumblebees fly. (laughs) So we come from places and spaces where you tell people what's your dreams, goals and aspirations. And instantaneously, they'll be like, you can sing, but you ain't no beyond. I mean, you can't sing. sing." I don't know why they got to say it two times to make it hurt just a little bit more. (laughs) So every time you tell somebody what it is that you came to do, they're telling you what you can't do. Mm. But when I started telling people I was going to speak, they did the same thing. They looked around like, man, you can speak. You ain't no E.T., though. Mm. I mean, you you, you decent, but you ain't going to speak, man. You better get a real job. Mm. Even the people that was living off the fruits of my labor were saying the same thing. Then they started seeing me flying around the world. And they're like, yo, how are you doing that? I said, it's simple. Because when you listen to the world tell you what you can and can't be, I just be where I'm supposed to be, when I'm supposed to be, how I'm supposed to be. Mm. The bumblebee is my constant reminder. It's never impossible. It's always impossible. If I can apply the acronym. B is an acronym for me. You believe, you educate, then you execute. Mm. If I could do those three things, I could do anything in the world. And I've been applying that pressure, even when you study how it flies. When they talk about the aerodynamics, the beautiful part is bees don't fly off aerodynamics. So people thought it was just a sweet conversation. They don't fly like birds fly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The wings move like this. Mm-hmm. So what people don't understand is, when they talk about how that bumblebee actually, it fl- says it's brute force over aerodynamics. Wow. There's some things you're going to have to, it's going to take brute force to get past yourself. Absolutely. To get past the understanding that you have about what everybody poured into you and say you couldn't do. Mm. It's brute force that's going to have to get you in position sometimes where you don't look the part. I don't look like a poet. I don't look like the advisor till I walk into the room and become the paradigm shift for your business. Till I walk in the room, I walk into prison with Andre Norman and we in Academy of Hope and everybody else has been to prison but me. And they're like, yo, how you here? Man, listen, I know one thing for sure and two things for certain. Anything about culture, I can move it. I've been moving things in the most tumultuous situations on the planet. Mm. I surely can do this. Because mm. I believe it, I educate, I execute. It's brute force sometimes when you get in the world. How, how much are you going to push yourself to get to where you're going?
1: Last thing, and we're going we're gonna to let you go, man. You go from poet to speaker. <laughs> Your first international speaking engagement. How'd you get it? How'd you feel? Everywhere I go,
0: I, I lock in. So we were actually on a deployment. The Craziest thing was in Australia on a deployment. And they told us all of these things. Like when you you get an in-country brief, they speak on aboriginals. They tell you what they are. And then, of course, you hear the underground jokes about who they are and what they are. And I got there. I I strive to find our people wherever I'm at. So I get there linked into this lady named Dr. Graceland Smallwood. And she is really the Nelson Mandela of Townsville, Australia. They defend their elders in a different space. Like you can't be around an elder and they don't know who you are. They didn't like American black men because they say we come there, date white women and just leave and not see their struggle. They Mm. still had gerrymandering laws at the time. Mm. So I'm around and people was like, oh, no, you got to meet Gunny. So they came get me. I was like, how you doing? She said, what's your name? I said, Life. She said, oh, Life. That's a beautiful name. (laughs) So what do you do? And they was like, he's a poet. I did a poem. She took me all around Australia. We was at homeless shelter. We was in the prisons in Australia. We had DJJ in Australian Townsville. I leave and the country calls me and says, we need you to come speak to the International World Conference of Human Rights. I said, what? They sent a wire for me to go, 2011. Angela Davis is on the bill. We're in Townsville, Australia at James Cook College. They called me in to do a poem and she was like, Like what happened? I get there. I have to tell the command. They fly me. So now I'm not on the Marine Corps dime. I'm literally being flown to Australia. I get there to speak. She introduces me. She says, well, life, uh, (laughs) I want to tell the people something about you. And I said, yes, ma'am. She said, can I say anything? I said, just tell them the truth. She said life came here when everybody else was partying. He was here with a 65 year old lady. She said he could have any woman here that he wanted. But when everybody was in the bougie hotel, he came and slept on my floor. Everywhere we get, he gets challenged for being with me. He slept on the floor. Mm-hmm. He never complained. He got challenged every time he stayed. Who he is is not about the stage. He's the same person in the darkness. That's dope. And that was my first international speaking again. I went and I gave this poem, and it's been on fire ever since. One so moment I advised in time. her on that. One moment in time, it changed the trajectory, so poetry, people hear it, but there's advisement that I give in those spaces. I don't have a poem about the, do- the blue dog ran. I'm striving to get you to understand the psychographic of people mm. I'm striving to get you to understand the psychographic of a village of a community mm. and how we get to a better space.
1: So and in the speaking game, what's your specialty? Like like I have instincts, animals, podcast, leadership. in the speaking game, you have a certain specialty that, that uh, you get. Uh, that you have a niche Where people bring you in Culture 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 Culture, culture. culture. Yep
0: Okay Okay and I I advi- I, So in that culture space I'm advisor to business owners
1: I'm advising. Oh you said coaching Culture I don't, Okay okay South Carolina South- yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So South Carolina culture. Mixed with 21 years Of everything <laughs> in the world Around It's a gumbo I, 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 I see you You got. You can do your Australia It sounds great I heard a little bit of New Orleans earlier South yeah. Carolina You got the gully Got the gucci <laughs> yes, Okay indeed. so you're saying culture Yes
0: Okay Because in all those spaces, that was the thing that was the paradigm shift. Okay. If you can understand the culture, if you can change the culture, if you can impact and maneuver a culture, you can maneuver people. The Marine Corps is the smallest institution of armed forces in the whole United States arsenal. Mm. But we are the apex armed force in the world. Mm. Why? Because every person understands the culture of what it is that we're about to do. Every person, if if I can see an enemy over here, but that's not my field of fire, if my responsibility is right here. I can see it, but it's, I got to depend on this person over here. Mm. My culture suggests I cover this with 100% of me, and I trust that this aspect will be covered by the person that's to my left or right. Got
1: gotcha. you. Culture runs the whole situation, and that's what I advise people on. So, how can more people get access to you? You got a program or anything that you market? How can I help you market your program, your uh, speaking engagements? How can I help you? So, if you go to lifespeakslife.com, you can find me there.
0: If you go to thevillage.com, you can find me there. And I'm really here to help people. Mm. So find me if you need help. Right. I don't want you to find me just, oh, I want to be around life because that's not it. It's purpose attached to what it is that we do. So, yeah, you can find me there and we'll definitely assist come in. Not just assist, we'll change some things. Let's do it,
1: man. I have a I have a speaker camp called Monetize Your Message. Yes, obviously, where I teach people how to monetize their life's trials and tribulations, celebrations and one for my um, high end clients. I say, look. This is how I spoke it into existence. I'm gonna give you access to some of the best speakers in the world that I know. And I think that Bumblebee brought us together, man, right. to help some people in this speaking game. And if you don't mind, man, I'd love to bring you in on my mastermind so we can help some people get their message out to the world because you definitely got one. Absolutely. It's Absolutely. amazing, it's amazing. Something that small on that hat 48 hours ago got you right here, man. And It's my honor, man. It's it small, really is, well, it really is, I appreciate it. I want my phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, big Brother, big Brother Dre is in the back. He said he won a poem. Yeah. Hey, man, he bigger than both uh, of us, so we got to give know, it
0: to him. Andre is, and, and I'm going to say this, and a lot of people are like, oh, you can't big up anybody. Uh, there's going to be a successor. That's it's right. a giant that stands. I get to stand on his shoulders. A lot of people don't say that. And people are like, oh, you big up everybody else more than you big up yourself. That's because you got a pride issue. Mm. So when, when Dre screams that from the back, wherever we at, we in the car, we're on the side of the road. See, there's a difference between people like, oh, the old guy, y'all have, the old Jay. No, no, he's an elder. That's right. There's a difference between an elder and an old person. Mm. An old person just been on the earth a long time. But an elder knows that one day the boots will come off and I got to pass down information to the next generation to get them to where they're going. Absolutely. So when people see it, they're like, oh, Andre, you you're always around Dre. No, 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 no. We're supposed to sit at the feet of the elders because there's going to be a day where Dre's going to have to say, okay, Probably when his tombstone come, but at least he knows somebody coming behind. Got him. Right? So when he screamed that it ain't no question. He's like, yo, you got three seconds. Let's to go get to the poem. Hit it. <laughs> so, Let's go. You freestyle. And so um God, I need you. But I need you to meet me outside the cathedrals and churches, then walk with me up the block to where the herd is. And this time around, we can't bring no more churches or pastors who are more concerned with the fact that my pants are sagging than they're all about teaching about the passion. So in turn, they tried to scare us with hell. For real. Blockman hot all my life. How you gonna scare me about a place that we already dwelled? Learn how to get it on my own before the age of twelve, because my mother couldn't afford us, but she had four of us. And since she had love for you, she wouldn't have bought us so she brought us to this godforsaken place, please. No try to scare us with hell when we were babies, born in the flames, bastard child, fatherless. Only thing I bought was his name and all of my friends were the same as me except for their fathers did a hood pregnancy test, held his breath for nine months till they was born. It was like, yes, I'm going. Cause this little lo- gonna look like me. See, God, I need you to tell these people to stop trying to scare me with hell when I've seen my best friend in a hospital bed with his head shot off because a 15 year old decided to let a Glock pop off at two o'clock in the daytime when he stood in the front yard waiting for his kids to get off the bus. Now his son's last memory of his father is him standing in the driveway having to mop up the blood. See, God, I need you to teach me how to hug my brother through the tears of a 22 year old nephew who sits in a jail cell awaiting trial when his mother Died, and though his father got released from prison, he never gets to visit him because the judge just sentenced him to 45 years. Y'all talking about hell? Boy, we've been here on a daily basis, standing Satan through the eyes of racist police officers who get off on offering us, they get off on offing us because they're officers. It happened too often, bruh. I'm from the block where oxycotton was popping, crack rocks was chopped, black glocks was popping off. With leadership sits back in them back offices having black caucuses. We were stuck in project apartments, walking over black carcasses Saturday in the morning, I sat with killers and barbers shops with us watching as you pass by wonder why you never stopped to talk to us unless you gave me the pamphlet said go to hell or believe but i know i read in the word with loving kindness i've drawn me so when you was cooped up in the church i took it back to the streets and screamed how you gonna be the shepherds if you don't smell like no sheep so now you can catch me anywhere whether they call me slick life or bulbs you can catch me in the hood with a firm dap and a hug some people don't understand some people understand what it was he said you gonna know they my disciples by the way that they love so this love, I ain't came out here to judge. I'm just telling poets and pastors, don't forget about us. See, we was going through hell for that in God we trust. So hell we understand too well. But what we don't understand is love. There's a part that I want to say, right? Because that poem meant something different. And I'm, I'm going to say this, cause, and not just because Dre here, because we have a whole program that we really maneuver in these spaces when there ain't no claps, and ain't no cameras rolling. The same conversation about that poem, about my best friend getting shot by 15 year old when we talk about impact in the world, when we talk about it's two tongues on your shoes and one on your mouth, that means you should pay twice as much attention to the way I walk as opposed to the way I talk. The same 15 year old that killed my best friend that was in my wedding, that was the best man that catched the thing I threw off my wife's leg, that we grew up in that space together, the 15 year old that killed him is in our program. Wow. He will be the paradigm shift for my community because he will not walk in the same way he gonna walk out. So when people ask about this work, no, no, no. That's why I say life is the hardest thing. Every day I wake up, it's in front of me. But every day I'm, I, I committed my life to making it better. Not just for me, for the same people in my town, because he's a product of the town we came from. And I can't leave him the way he walked in. So it's a different thing when we talk about this life part. It's a different thing when we talk about our commitment to purpose. How much you have to believe in, how much you have to execute, and how much you have to educate yourself. Execution ain't coming to execute the plan. Did I come to kill it? Mm. that's the whole spill that's the whole piece so just know when you say you, you got to go from a struggle there's a struggle that's different these ain't cute poems mm. there's a struggle you're gonna have to be held accountable for that tongue in your mouth make sure the tongues on your shoes match that same walk as you talk
1: life tap into your instincts <laughs> loud, man. it's no, you accident. Know, man. no accident no <laughs> accident no accident. thank you